This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Well, just in from Springfield, Missouri, there's nothing that says you're back in St. Louis like cars flying past you on the highway and driving crazy. It's like... As comforting as seeing the Gateway Arch off in the distance, <laughs> I, I am just—it's amazing. It really is. I'm not—you uh, know—I've lived here my entire life, but what has gotten into everybody? Why is everyone driving so crazy now? I don't know. I mean, no, we've yeah, always been a little, a little crazy out there, but it's a little—is it not? It's, it's a little scary. extra the last couple of years. It is red lights. You always got to—if you have a green light, you got to make sure that the cross traffic's going to stop. Nobody's flying through, going down the highway. You got to. Just keep an eye out. I don't drive slow necessarily, but I mean, I obey the rules out there, but I literally, somebody passed me on the right side, of course, not on the left side, passed me on the right side, Right, going about a hundred at least. Yeah. Like, you know, like no big deal, you know, on 44. All right. You know, I I don't care about me. (laughs) I don't care about you. I don't care about anybody else. Right in the middle of the city. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, hi everybody. Besides that, Tom, yeah. how you doing? I'm uh, doing great. I'm doing great. It's just uh, it, it is uh, it's you're no, you're back home. You know, I'm not I'm not driving through Rolla anymore. It's like as soon as you make it into the city, it's just like mm-hmm. like up. Oh, I'm home. Yep. Watch out. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, well, I just called the Missouri State game last night on TV, so I decided to spend the night instead of driving in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and just uh, come up and do the show. So here we are. You can listen to Total Information AM. I did. I listened in, to you this you know, morning. Yeah. I learned about a bunch of birthdays. Uh, when uh, when I got here, I, I sent a text to John Rooney w- w- wishing him a happy birthday. I appreciate all your all the things you do on the show. So yeah, I listened. I do. I jumped around a little bit, but I listened to a lot of Total Information AM weekend and. 
Um, love the show. And now we here we are, sports on a Sunday morning, and we have a lot to get to. But, you know, Tom Brady was the big story yesterday. Uh, I have not heard anything official as of yet from Tom Brady. I know that everybody was talking about that yesterday. It's just, you know, ESPN reported it. I know a lot of people ran with it because Adam Schefter of ESPN is usually right on the money Mm -hmm. reporting these things, but it got taken back a little bit. I think what's happening here is my guess is that Tom Brady was probably not pleased that this got out before he got to make an announcement. I'm not saying that he's going to announce he's retiring. I don't know, but usually when you're a Tiger Woods, a Michael Jordan, a Tom Brady, and how fortunate are we, by the way, that we were able to witness all three of those. Mm-hmm. You want to make a statement that grand on your own. Yeah. And that is sure. a big, big moment in sports history when right. the greatest player at his position of all time decides to call it a career. And so that's probably what's going on here. Although I don't know that for sure. Maybe he's going to say, you know what? I could play another year. Right. Let's go. Maybe the Buccaneers say, uh, is this official? Like we haven't talked about this yet. Are you sure? Well, you could do this again. So it, it is amazing. And I actually had some emotions yesterday. I tweeted that, that now I kind of wish he would play more. Uh, you know, I, I would first, when I saw the first time I saw Tom Brady win a big game, it was against the Rams and I hated him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hate him. I just I hated the oh, whole, I, did. I, did. I hated the whole thing. <laughs> I was, it was the worst loss. It's still the worst gut punch <laughs> loss that I think I've ever taken. And uh, when the Patriots beat the Rams, when the Rams were that big of a favorite. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would go so far as to say that if the Rams win that game, they might still be here. It's it's possible that 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 dynasty begins, and it's possible that they could still be here. But anyway, um, Tom Brady became the greatest to ever play the game, and if he does play again, great. If he doesn't, he's the greatest of all time, and I completely appreciate everything that he uh, stood for. So one of the things on Twitter is, is he the greatest athlete of all time? No, he's the yeah. greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, because they're talking Wayne Gretzky would be no. in that list. No, it's, it's, and, no, no, no. Yeah. Who the greatest athlete of all the greatest athlete of all mm-hmm. time? Well, that's a different thing. I mean, the greatest player in any team sport is Michael Jordan. The greatest in any individual sport, as far as what I've seen is Tiger Woods, who dominated his own sport. Um, The greatest athlete of all time, like the person who I think probably could have played any sport forever had he not gotten hurt and excelled at it, is Bo Jackson. No question. Bo Jackson was absolutely amazing. But I've seen these graphics of, you know, GOAT, which I don't know where that came up, but, you know, GOAT is short for greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. And there was this big graphic of... Who's the GOAT? And it's, you know, you got Tom Brady and Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods, who we just talked about. But there were all these others that were on this big thing. I'm like, uh, Wayne Gretzky's not on there. Like, that gets crumpled up and thrown away. If Wayne Gretzky's not on there, the greatest hockey player of all time, you can't start a conversation. No. Of who's the greatest. You know, I almost, I hesitated when I said Jordan. Gretzky kind of enters my mind a little bit when you Mm -hmm. talk about dominating a team sport. But Jordan is for me. Um, it, it's a, I understand, and it'll be the conversation on all the sports radio stations, the Mount Rushmore of who's wrong, <laughs> right. your Mount a, Rushmore. Route, yeah, exactly. uh, but Brady is the best quarterback, and it took me a while, quite honestly, to put him even in my top five. Mm-hmm. I had He had to start winning more Super Bowls. I had forever Montana, Unitas, yeah. Elway, uh, Marino, 
and Manning. Yeah. Joe Montana Those, was mine. Yeah. He was, was just so good. I, I could not but, get off Montana, Unitas, mm-hmm. Marino, Elway, Manning. In some five, but Montana always led it. And then yeah. eventually Brady got into that five and then just kept winning Super Bowls. And it, he's, the, he's the best. He's the best that I've ever seen. He has an incredible aura about him and the way that he controls a game and his pinpoint accuracy and just the leadership and coming out of the huddle and everything. The, yeah. the, the pre-snap routine. He He's just... You know, a remarkable quarterback. And yeah. so I, I think that he is rightfully celebrated, but it might not be over. Who knows? I don't know. We'll get the official word. Anyway, we have a lot to get to on the show today. The Blues lost yesterday. Quick thoughts on that because I know I, I like getting your opinion. I, my quick one is mm-hmm. they went to vacation a day early. I think so, too. They got off to a pretty good start, got the early lead, and then uh, just didn't, uh, you know, I thought Winnipeg played really well. They did what they had to do. You know, they always talk about the perfect road game. And they played it. They played pretty well. But, uh, yeah, it just was, let's get out of town. Let's take a break. And uh, that attitude. I think so. College basketball, Illinois, pretty good. Uh, beating Northwestern yesterday. Mizzou, pretty bad in the second half. Falling apart against Iowa State, who's just a superior team. SLU dominates mm. Duquesne. We'll have Travis Ford at the bottom of the hour. I saw Missouri State win. They're sneaky good. I think they're a team to pay attention to in the Valley. Uh, Illinois State lost to Northern Iowa. Southeast Missouri State beat SIUE. Kentucky slaughtered Kansas. Kentucky is experienced. And on Kansas Day, by the way, do not mess with Kentucky. Yeah, that they was are going to yesterday be. marked the uh, anniversary of Kansas becoming a state. So oh, thank you, Kentucky, for celebrating. To them. Yesterday was also uh, <laughs> Nolan Arenado Day. The yes. the day that the Cardinals acquired Arenado was obviously a big big day. And again, happy birthday to John Rooney. Oh, the uh, Cardinals broadcaster who is just terrific, and, and I appreciate him very much, and I hope he's celebrating all day today. We're going to be celebrating today the fact that we have the AFC and NFC championship games on KMOX. We have the Chiefs pregame at 1, the network pregame from the Chiefs, but then we're going to flip over to Westwood 1. Uh, contractually, we are obligated to play Westwood 1. Uh, that's the arrangement with the NFL and Westwood 1, and we will play the Westwood 1 call of the AFC championship, Chiefs and Bengals at 2. The NFC Championship, Rams and 49ers. I almost said Rams at 49ers because that's what it's going to sound like <laughs> it is gonna on sound the radio. Yes. You're going to be like, man, I didn't know that game was in San Francisco. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of that in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, if I had to pick winners today, I would say the 49ers do win. And I think that they have, uh, Lauren Lovett and I are going to pick these, but I'll, I'll give you my advance. I think the 49ers will win. I think their defense is elite and they will run the ball relentlessly with Debo Samuel and find a way to, to eke out a win there. And I just have to pick the Chiefs as good as the Bengals are. If I were picking spread, I'd take the points if I were if I were you with the Bengals. I think this will be a tight game, but the Chiefs will find a way to win another game. Last weekend was amazing. amazing. As you know, I don't watch much NFL. I did watch both games last weekend, and they were incredible. That Chiefs game may have been the best ever. Absolutely awesome. So that's a look at what's happening in sports right now. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hear a little bit of the Blues and what happened yesterday against Winnipeg. 10.30, Travis Ford. 10.45, you know Mark Zinn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is in the parking lot right now at Arrowhead. Are you ready for oh, this? Oh, yeah. We're going to get a play-by-play, paint the picture of the tailgate scene at Arrowhead Stadium with Mark Zinn, the St. Louisan, who is uh, a, a meteorologist, 
and mm-hmm. a broadcaster and a stand-up comedian, and he is a lot of fun. We're going to have him at 1045. 11 o'clock hour, Lauren Lovett, NFL picks. A little more on the NFL and what's going on around the league. Maybe touch on Tom Brady if something comes out within the next hour. Rich Zavosik, who I did the game with last night. We talked college basketball at 1145. All things sports. Sports on a Sunday morning continues right after this on KMOX from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Lots to get to sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. College basketball, lots of football in the 11 o'clock hour. Big, big day. AFC Championship at 2 o'clock. And we actually are going to carry that Chiefs pregame beginning at noon today. So we get a little extra football for all of you here across our vast listening area on KMOX. We, you know we hit 44 states, James. Did you know our signal hits 44 states? I can listen to KMOX all the way from Springfield to St. Louis in the middle of the day. I just love that. Anyway, we will have a noon pregame for you coming up here for the AFC Championship, the Chiefs and the Bengals, 2 o'clock kickoff, and we also are carrying the Rams and the 49ers from L.A., 49ers fans in the house, probably 70% or something like that, filled with red. It'll be raucous. It'll be a lot of fun to listen to. 5.30 for that one right here on KMOX. So basically, we're all sports from now until tonight. 
So there's no reason to change the station. Just have it on. You know what? You know what's a good idea, James? I just thought of this, is that when you're watching the game, I don't mind that you watch the game, but you should have us on either in the same room or in another room or like in the kitchen. So you put this, put your Odyssey app or put KMOX on, even better, on your radio in your kitchen or in another room. So when you leave to go get a beer or a sandwich or whatever, you got the game on. You know, or if you got to go, if you have to go run an errand, make sure your car radio is on our station today because you go run an errand or something. You got to take the kids somewhere. You have the game on. We have both games right here. The NFC and AFC championship, AFC first, NFC second. I'm excited about it. We don't uh, get to uh, do that all that often. We've done it in the past, but it's nice to have both of them. This year. Meanwhile, the Blues lost yesterday. A little disappointing, although they played great against Calgary before that. I mean, great against Calgary, responding to the beating that they took on Monday. They turned it around and beat the Flames. Yesterday, not so much. The Blues lost to the Jets 4-1. to We talked about it. Paul Stastny scored a couple of goals. Vladimir Tarasenko had the only goal for the Blues. The Blues just didn't have their legs. Early in this game, they just weren't doing the things that you have to do to win hockey games. And I know the Jets came in here with not a lot going for them. They had a winless streak going. And when it comes to the standings, they're way down in the central. But it's tough to get two points. I don't care who you're playing. And the Blues found that out the hard way yesterday. Here is coach Craig Berube. Craig, probably not the way you wanted to go into the All-Star break. Look, are you guys just kind of flat out there today? Yeah, you could say that. Um, Not a lot of emotion. Not a lot of push. Um... You know, just opportunities uh, missed. Uh, we missed the net probably, um, well, we missed the net uh, 16 times in the game, but uh, six grade A chances missed the net. So, you know, that's, you, you're, you know, you're, you're putting your, you're not going to give yourself an opportunity to win doing that. Is it surprising after how well you guys had played the other night against Calgary to come back with a game like this? Um, uh, no, not really. With uh, I think a little bit with the break and everything ahead of um, you know, after the game here, I just didn't see our team engaged enough. Greg, when you talked about the missed opportunities, is is it just guys trying to be? too fine with their shot and and not just simply putting pucks on net or what what do you well, feel you like what do you feel sc- like it is well you got to sh- when you get great A's you got to shoot to score but you know missing a net like that you're not going to score so it's it's just a matter of being executing better that's all well, Greg, it doesn't seem out? like uh, uh, uh until a third period just a, a whole lot of volume you know overall attempts so would you like uh, to see more yeah. stuff generated yeah, for sure. We did, like I said, second period, we had two two-on-ones, didn't even get a shot on net. A couple three-on-twos, no shot. We didn't shoot in the second period at all. I thought the first 10 minutes of the first period we were pretty good. We got a power play goal, but I thought we were, we had urgency to our game, and then it fell off, and we, we didn't regain it. And we tried to in the third. I thought we um, had a lot more attack to us and um, things like that. But, again, we we didn't execute good enough. Yeah, it was a struggle for the Blues, particularly on the power play. They were one for five uh, with the man advantage against the 
Jets yesterday and the Blues lost the game 4-1. to one. That's Craig Berube, the voices that you hear asking questions. I should always credit them because they do such a great job all year. Jim Thomas of the Post-Dispatch, Tom Timmerman of the Post-Dispatch, Lou Korak of NHL.com covering the Blues on that website. In the meantime, here's Vladimir Tarasenko. He scored the lone goal. You know, Vladdy's played well this year. Vladdy really has been solid for the Blues this year in a year that not a lot of people thought that he would still be wearing the uniform uh, in St. Louis. Here he is answering questions. It looked like you guys were just didn't have everything today. Just like a, a, a flat day for you guys out there? I mean, I wouldn't say a flat day, but yeah, it's definitely not our game, not how we're supposed to play. Um, I think we play very well lately at home and uh, I don't know I don't know what is it like you know some days are like this and um, just uh, like Shannon said before we have a break now we have a pretty tough first half and it's time to you know heal up get some uh, get some energy and uh, rest up for second half and uh, you know get ready for playoffs Vladdy does it make it even more frustrating because you guys have been incredibly consistent you know uh, throughout this first half of the season no i mean losing is tough doesn't matter where you play home or away but uh i think the reason we have success in uh, you know past years when we have success is ability to step up after games like this and uh, i mean the game is done we need to you know make adjustments and getting ready for second half like i said before so the Blues have played 44 games. That's Vladimir Tarasenko. After those 44 games, 26-13-5, good for 57 points, third place in the Central Division, and third best record in all of the Western Conference. The leader in the Pacific is Vegas with 55. Nashville is the team the Blues are looking up to at second place. They are at 58 points. The leader is Colorado. They have been just out of this world. They are 31-8-3. They have 65 points, clearing the entire field in the Western Conference. The best team in the NHL is Florida. They have 67 points, 31-9-5 going into the break. So the Blues lose the game 4-1 to to the Jets. Today is January 30th. The next game for the Blues is not until February 10th. That's a rescheduled game against the New Jersey Devils. That was a game that was supposed to be played right around Christmas, but it got moved because of COVID protocol. It's now February 10th, 7 o'clock, so your tickets for that game, which was, I believe, the 26th, 27th, right around there, uh, is now good for February 10th against the Devils. They'll play the Blackhawks on Saturday, February 12th. When we come back, Slew coach Travis Ford of the Billikens. Big win for them yesterday. They're looking pretty good. We'll have him next live on KMOX. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Collins will bring it back. Nine seconds left. Center circle, eight, seven, six, waiting, five. Going to be late, four, three, to the left wing, 4-3. Bang! Yuri Collins! How about that at the buzzer? That's how you end the first half. Billikens take a 13-point lead into the break. This visit with Travis Ford is sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Tom Ackerman, sports on a Sunday morning. It's 10:33. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Good morning, Tom. Doing good. Thank you. Appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on. It's Thank good you. to be with you. Yeah, I listened to that. So I did the Missouri State game on TV last night, but I was driving down to Springfield yesterday listening to it on KMOX, and I heard that, and I thought, well, that's how you go into the half. You have a 13-point advantage. I know this, though. You wanted a little bit more, didn't you? Yeah, you know, we, we've we been struggling a little bit on the road uh, last couple of times, and we wanted to come out and you know, really play well early the best we could and let, let our defense kind of speak for itself. And our, I thought that happened. I thought our defense was really, really good for most of the night. It, our defense created a lot of offense. Uh, you know, Yuri did his thing again. He had 12 assists. Um, but it was a really, really good defensive performance and a very well-balanced offensive performance. Had, you know, a lot of guys in double figures. Uh we had some guys come off the bench, finally, that we've been looking for to try to get some bench production. And uh, DeAndre Jones came in, made a couple of threes. Rashad Williams came in, made a couple of threes. So it was uh, it was a good win for us. And, uh, you know, did it the way we wanted to do it and, you know, try to, try to gain some momentum, hopefully. Yeah, you really put pressure on Duquesne and their best offensive players, and you forced 20 turnovers. What is the key to great defense? I mean, is it just... It's, it's not simple, but is it as simple as describing it as effort? It, does effort really drive great defense, Travis? How do you do it? it well, it's got to start with that. The, the will, uh, desire, the commitment to it, uh, you know, all those uh, different adjectives and words you want to add to it, uh, that's, where, that's where it starts. And then you've got to add on to it. Uh, it, it. And ours is based around team defense. Uh, every, you know, even one-on-one defense is based on team because if you're guarding the ball one-on-one, other guys behind you have to be in a certain spot. Uh, how we play, uh, some people are up denying and doing different things. We are more of a positional defensive team with great pressure on the ball. Um, you know, last night we held their leading scorer, who was averaging uh, almost 18 a game. We held him to one point, and Yuri Collins did most of that uh, most of the night. 
Um, and, and then at scouting report, understanding uh, and executing a game plan defensively. Uh, so there's a lot that goes in it. Uh, but, uh, you know, our guys are slowly catching on to our concepts. It's a little late, but they, they start to seem, seem to finally be getting it. That would be Primo Spears of Duquesne. At one point, he was 0 for 5 from the floor, so not only did you hold him scoreless from the floor, but you only let him take five shots in 28 minutes. Yeah, that was key. Um, you know, we study teams. When we study our opponent, we study trends. And what I mean by trends is what do they do when they win? We take all their wins and look at their stats and their analytics. We take their losses and study their stats and analytics, and we study a bunch of different stuff. And sometimes it can tell you a lot. Sometimes it doesn't tell you anything. Uh, But uh, one thing that we saw is when he plays well, they play well. Another thing we saw is when they score in transition, when they score in the first five to six seconds of the shot clock, they have been highly successful uh, at winning games. Uh, and we held them to a total of four points in transition uh, yesterday. So really good job of uh, executing scouting report and playing great team defense. I feel like you have buy-in from your team in that I think the SLU team, just from my view, just watching them, they believe that they are a defensive team. Like That is their identity. They know that when they take the floor – they are viewed as a defensive team. Does that make sense? Like they, they know that, that toughness is part of their identity, and it's not only expected from you, but it's sort of what teams fear about them in a way. Like, this is not going to be easy against SLU, and your players, I think, feel that. Well, you just made my day. Cause that's what, <laughs> that, uh, I'm glad that you see that because we have been – Oh, we lost him there momentarily. Is he still there? There you are, Coach. Yeah. That, that's what we've been talking about probably the last two weeks, identity. Um, you know, we have a group of guys that are on all brand-new roles except for Yuri, and no player's been in the role that they are in now. And we've been very inconsistent in our identity, very inconsistent with it. And, you know, we start talking about two weeks you know, we're coming down the stretch here. We've got to make sure that uh, we are consistent with our defense and our rebounding. And uh, I think our guys are finally buying into that and trying to develop some consistency with their effort, with their togetherness, uh, executing scout report. And it's it's shown by you just look at our last three opponents or whatever, two, three opponents at the points that they've scored. So we want that to be our identity. And we want people to know that it's not going to be an easy night. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, the Atlantic 10 Conference, right now you sit with a 5-2 and two record. You're in fifth place, but George Mason has only played four games because of protocol. They're 3-1, and one, so they have some catching up to do there. You're 5-2, and two, Dayton 6-2, VCU 6-2, Davidson is 7-1. and one. It's competitive, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I don't want to leave anybody out because the bottom half of the conference can also come up and bite you, uh, but yeah. it, it is tough, isn't it? It is. You look at it and you know, uh, I, I think there's one team in our league with one loss, maybe, uh, except for George Mason. They haven't mm-hmm. played as many games. It's all ba- it's it's going to come down to the last week, most likely, uh, because it's all bunched up. When you start just talking, we got two losses. There's a couple teams with one losses, so you know it, it can go either way here. Uh, what we've got to worry about, and and we've talked to our team about this, starting with yesterday's game, the most challenging part of our schedule. Uh, is and it's not even close. Is the is coming up starting with yesterday? Just because it's a road game, 
then we go to George Mason on Wednesday. Then we're back home against Dayton, and it just gets much more difficult as we move along. So we've got to rise to the challenge here because the greatest challenges are right in front of us. You were led in points by Francis Okoro with 14. We've talked a lot about his great post play. Fred Thatch, the defensive dynamo, he gets 14. Uh, has a terrific game. Gibson Jimerson has 12. We know how much he's been scoring, but I think uh, for you it's probably nice to see some other people spread it around. And then Yuri Collins. I mean, this guy was three rebounds away from a triple-double. He had 11 points, 10 assists, and 7 rebounds. And uh, that's nothing to shrug at, but it's almost a regular thing that he fills out the score sheet. It's really something. It is. It's it's uh, it, it's a joy to watch him play. And um, obviously we have a lot of faith and trust into him. And he's really running our team right now. And you mentioned it. It was good to not have to put all the pressure on Gibson to score yesterday. It was good to kind of let him have a day off uh, a little bit. Um uh, but uh, it was very well balanced, like I mentioned earlier. Getting some guys finally, we haven't we've been struggling coming off the bench. Guys scoring, especially, been really struggling. And uh, we got two or three guys coming in yesterday that knocked down some shots, which was uh, which was really good to see. So next up for you is the Billikens get this win over Duquesne. And again, the final was 77-53 at Chaffetz Arena. Uh, you're going to play at the aforementioned George Mason. And then you said the Dayton game on Saturday the 5th. And I would point to that for fans. Of course, we want you to hear the George Mason game here. But let's get that place rocking on Saturday against Dayton. I mean, Dayton has one of the great atmospheres in college basketball, I think SLU does as well. And when, when SLU gets the place going, it is a fun place. I mean, I, I don't know where basketball fans would rather be than at 1 o'clock on Saturday at Chaffetz, Coach. Yeah, it, it's going to be uh, a great game. You're going to want to be there. Uh, like at 1 o'clock Saturday, Dayton's got a really good team. They already beat us uh, at their place. And you mentioned it. They've got great atmosphere. But they're always good games uh, You know, between us and Dayton. We're going to need all the support. I think it's whiteout night where everybody will get a white T-shirt waiting for them at their seat and put the white T-shirt on. Uh, so uh, we need a huge crowd for sure. Yeah, we're going to show off a little bit for the national television audience on either ESPN2 or ESPNU. I don't know that they've decided yet which network, which one is going to have it, but it's going to be a national audience regardless. Of course, on KMOX, we will have it. The radio call right here. And, Coach, it's always a treat to talk some ball with you on these Sunday mornings. Congratulations on the win, and good luck this week. Tom, my pleasure. I appreciate you having me. Have Great. a good one. Great to be with you. Travis Ford, the head coach of the Billikens, with us on KMOX, sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Coming up next, we dive back into the NFL. We're going to catch up with Mark Zinn, who is roaming the tailgate scene at Arrowhead Stadium. He's going to tell us what he sees. We're going to talk a little football in the 11 o'clock hour and get ready for the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. Sports on a Sunday morning, coming to you from the Stiefel Sports Studio in downtown St. Louis. I'm Tom Ackerman, back after this. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Three wide to the right, one wide to the left. Mahomes over the middle. Cut Tyreek Hill at the 45. Angling right 40. 35. Cheetah. 25. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown! Kansas City! 
a 64-yard touchdown, Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. An unbelievable football game last Sunday. The Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. That 64-yard touchdown, Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, made it 33-29 Chiefs, and it seemed like the game was going to Kansas City until... Allen in the pocket, fires for the end zone, caught, touchdown on a post pattern. Touchdown, Buffalo Bills to take the lead. Gabriel Davis on a post at 13 seconds to go in the game on a 19-yard strike. 13 seconds on the clock. Unbelievable at that point. How in the world are the Chiefs going to come back from that? It would take a miracle, right? An absolute miracle. Well, Mahomes did find a way. Somehow, he was able to get the Chiefs into field goal range to the 31-yard line, to be precise, and that set it up for Harrison Butker. To try to tie it at three seconds to go in the game in regulation. Placement down, the snap was a little low, but Butker gets a kick up, and he ties the game! Ties the game, we're going to overtime! How in the world, just an absolute magician that Mahomes is able to get them there, and then Butker, who has been solid all season, yes, he's missed a few here and there, but right there, he delivers in the clutch a 49-yard field goal to tie the game at 36. They go to overtime, and the coin flip heard around the NFL because it went to the Chiefs, and the rule is the rule. I mean, if it happened to the Bills, they might have walked away victorious, but the coin flip went to the Chiefs. It's a bad rule, but it's the rule that if you score a touchdown in overtime, this game is over. The Chiefs knew it. The Bills knew it. Patrick Mahomes knew it. And he was able to connect on this play. 36-36 tie in overtime. Chiefs first down and goal to go. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on a push fade comeback. And the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime. They do. They win that game over the Bills. A classic game. One of the funniest tweets I saw all day was from NFL memes saying that the Super Bowl had been canceled and instead there's going to be a best of seven series between the Bills and the Chiefs. But one team had to walk away and Josh Allen and the Bills were that team after a tremendous game. The Chiefs do win the final score 42-36 in overtime. So you catch your breath, you heal up, and now you host your fourth consecutive AFC championship game, which is a record. Nobody has ever hosted four consecutive championship games in the NFL and you got to play the Cincinnati Bengals, who, quite honestly, seem like a team of destiny to me. With Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, that great LSU connection, their relentless defense, their desire, they have a great running back in Joe Mixon, they have good coaching, they look great. The problem is they have to go through Arrowhead Stadium, and I just don't see it today. We're going to talk about the picks coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, but my gut tells me the Chiefs are going to win this game, that they're not going to let it happen two weeks in a row where they need 13 seconds to tie a ball game. I, I think that they'll find a way to win this game today, but it could be close. I mean, this could be seven points or less. The spread is seven, the last that I checked. If I had to pick a game straight up, I'd go Chiefs. If I had to pick the spread, I may wait until the last second and possibly take the Bengals in those points. But we'll look and see what the spread is. I'm going to see if I can get an update on that for you here right now. Uh, it is still seven. So that's where it is. That line has moved a little bit. It started at 
seven. It jumped to seven and a half a couple of times, and it's now at seven again. The over-under is 54 and a half. That's pretty dead on. I mean, I, I, I probably would tend to take the over on that one. I think these two teams can score, but we'll see. Now, that's the Chiefs and the Bengals, and that game is going to be remarkable. One other thing about that is that this is a whole new experience for the Bengals, and as good as they've been, and I just told you how great I think they are, I think this is one of those games where if they lose it, and I think they will, they will learn from it, and they'll be a force for a while. Joe Burrow is a winner, and there's no question in my mind that he is going to be playing in a Super Bowl at some point. I just don't know if it's this early. This Bengals team, they'll be wide-eyed maybe. I mean, it's going to be super loud in there. It's going to be intimidating. None of these players were even alive. Maybe I think there are two players on special teams that were even alive the last time the Bengals were in an AFC championship game back in 1988, which is hard for me to believe. A, a kid that in 1988 was obsessed with the, all those teams, the Bengals and the 49ers and watching all of that back in the day. But the Bengals did win. I mean, they beat the Titans on the road. They needed a last-second kick, but they got it done. So they know how to play close games. We'll see what happens. The other game, the 49ers and the Rams, I'm feeling 49ers here for a lot of reasons. Of course, sentimental, emotional, anti-Rams, whatever you want to say. But the 49ers have that look about them also. And this is not about whether Jimmy Garoppolo can win this game. This isn't Jimmy G's game. This is Debo Samuel's game. It's the 49ers' defense, a very physical defense up the middle that loves to stuff the run. The problem that the Bucks ran into is they tried to stuff the run and they went so far with it that Matthew Stafford pulled out a couple of great passes and showed that he can beat them over the top and he has a good arm. So you got to be a little careful if you're the 49ers not to go too crazy here stuffing the run, but they have such a physical defense. They have excellent DBs. They have Debo Samuel running the ball and he is electric. The Rams are going to have a hard time. I think stopping that running attack. The 49ers key here is to get the Rams offense off the field. They're going to have to play, not let the Rams run it on them and run the clock. That's the Niners game. And the Niners, of course, will have the crowd on their side. It is going to be raucous in there. And it's going to be hard for Stafford to hear again in his own stadium. It'll be embarrassing, but they'll get, they'll get over that embarrassment in the first quarter and then just play and act like it's a road game in their own stadium. That's how they're going to have to do it. But the 49ers will be very tough to beat today, I think. I've got the 49ers winning this game straight up, and then that means the Chiefs-49ers Super Bowl. Would a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl be appealing to people in this area? Sure. I mean, I think that people would jump on to the Chiefs, even people who don't like the Chiefs because of the Chiefs' owner, uh, Clark Hunt, uh, and all of the talk about him being for St. Louis moving to Los Angeles, the Rams, I should say, moving to Los Angeles. And there's a lot of uh, ill will, I think, from some people in St. Louis towards the Chiefs for that reason. I still think that people would reluctantly just jump on and root for the Chiefs against the Rams. But I think it's going to be Chiefs 49ers in the Super Bowl. I really do. I think that's going to be the matchup. It'll be two great games today. There's no question about it between these two teams. And the other story, of course, that continues to bubble is the fact that Tom Brady has not officially said anything about whether he's going to retire. We talked about this at the top. The AP had the report that he told the team he hasn't decided yet when he's going to end his playing career. ESPN had that first report yesterday, citing unidentified sources. 
And it's come back to not hurt them yet because he hasn't said one way or the other. But they did remove a post, the TB12 Sports Twitter account, that's Brady's company, had a tweet indicating that he's retiring, and then there was reaction all over the place. They have removed that tweet. Uh, from the account. So that's interesting. And then Brady's agent had that statement. I understand the advanced speculation about Tom's future without getting into the accuracy or inaccuracy of what's being reported. Tom will be the only person to express his plans with complete accuracy. There was another NFL story yesterday that got dwarfed by this one, but it is significant, is that the Vikings asked permission to talk to Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan coach, And there is a person with knowledge of the process that said the Vikings and Harbaugh did have conversations yesterday about that coaching vacancy. This person spoke to the AP on condition of anonymity, said both sides are gauging interest. So there has been conversation between Jim Harbaugh and the Minnesota Vikings, according to this AP report. Harbaugh has done great work at Michigan. He was criticized. In fact, I would go so far as to say a good portion of Michigan fans wanted him out of there. One of their own guys, a Michigan man. But he got him back. He beat Ohio State. He had the team playing at full throttle this year. They just couldn't overtake a better team in Georgia. Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL might be a good move for him. Uh, He's been successful in the NFL. And the Vikings are a proud franchise that just has not been able to get over the hump. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll see if we can catch up with Mark Zinn over at Arrowhead Stadium. The cell signal is tough over there. There's thousands of people barbecuing and everything in that parking lot. Tough time getting them on the phone. We'll be back. Stiefel Sports Studio. Sports on a Sunday morning. KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 